Hi there, Glocal citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I am your host, Florence Adu, coming to you with part two of my conversation with filmmaker and lecturer and director and editor. She's a woman of many creative talents, Essay Tamaklo. So in case you missed it last week, we started our conversation talking about our usual why the where, Glocal speak. And right now we're going to pick up the conversation with Essay telling us a little bit more about how Women Speak came into being as a work, as a documentary, and as a piece of Ghanaian history. Some background on my guest. She is a filmmaker and lecturer at the National Film and Television Institute and a PhD candidate at the Institute of African Studies, University of Ghana, Legon, both in Accra. She's worked as an editor, director, and producer on a number of local and international productions. And she is co-programmer for the Film Africa Festival which is London's biggest celebration of African and African diaspora cinema presented by the Royal African Society. She was the festival manager and director of the European Film Festival Ghana. She is founder and festival director of Indiva Women's Film Festival, which aims to create artistic platforms for the presentation and preservation of work by, for, and about women. And most recently, she is director and editor of the documentary film When Women Speak. And that's where we pick up our conversation once again. When it comes to women's things that affect women, there always has to be some form of organizing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't know the stories about how some of these organizings happened, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and how much work went to it and how some of these things also caused certain successes. Sure. Today, where we of a certain generation are enjoying things that we probably wouldn't. Because when you look at some of the things we're able to do as Ghanaian women and you look at just next door, Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think Nigeria, yeah, Nigeria. You know, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I think it's Professor Tisha who said that West Africa is such a bad neighborhood, <sighs> such that Ghana, with all our chaos, you know, shines because, you know, we're just in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> you know? I like that. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, but there are things we enjoy today that other can, people don't. It's true. We, we, we have a benefit here. Yeah. And, and I like what you said about. The real thing that it seems like a tool of old is actually the organizing and really understanding that we have to be organized. We have to come together and speak with each other to be organized. And I think social media and I think just a a general political disenfranchisement has estranged the youth from being the participants that mm-hmm. they, they really need to be. Mm-hmm. And then we have a class issue that then exacerbates the problem. And so when you were speaking with these women from these particular areas, what were some of their takes on how re energize and get young people to understand the burden that is theirs now? So it's good you use the word burden because they also appreciate that there's a burden. Mm-hmm. And and even though they felt that they hadn't done enough, and I wish they didn't feel that way because looking at... Yeah, they did a lot. They did a lot. We all, they can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And also something happens with activism. Fatigue sets in sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's natural mm-hmm. because these are human beings. Mm-hmm. They have lives, mm-hmm. they have families, mm-hmm. and etc. And you know, for the women, it's, it's never easy 
you're you probably are raising your child or somebody's child and you're still working and you're maybe somebody's wife or not mm-hmm. or somebody but you're still somebody's child mm-hmm. your work is just yes constant mm-hmm. yeah but they understand that they need to work harder at closing a certain gap now it's interesting because you know if you watch our film Professor Dolphine, mm-hmm. at the time she had joined the National Council on Women and Development, was working with Justice Annie Jage mm-hmm. and had worked with Mrs. Oklu and all those people. Mm-hmm. At the time we were interviewing Professor Dolphine, who was the first female pro-Vice Chancellor of the University of Ghana, mm-hmm. she was already an octogenarian. Right. I mean, in the in the documentary, she tells you that at by sixty three or sixty four, she had done her PhD and was coming back to Ghana. I'm like, what? Oh. You know. Now, yeah. Professor Ekia Kwenye here, Mrs. Apalu, Doctor uh, Mrs. Doctor Skokapi. Some of this majority of these women actually were Professor Dolphin's students. Aha. Okay. So there's there's an anchor in mentorship. Now, there's a story that doesn't yeah. make it into the film, but. Uh-huh. For the first time, under the tutelage of Professor Dolphine, when Mrs. Elizabeth Apalu was a student of the University of Ghana and was in Volta Hall, they had their first elections. Mm. At, in the beginning, they just choose people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she was in charge at the time, and then the girls approached her and said, why don't we have an election? Let people actually contest it. And she encouraged them, and they did an mm-hmm. And when they finished the invest, you know, and the girls want some positions, etc. She actually organized a party for them. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. so, but also that all these women to have worked together in different stages. Mm-hmm. So, Mrs. Apalo has once also worked with NCWD before. Mrs. Bottmilla has. I mean, so they have taken from each other. Sure. There had been some generational patterns sure. over sure. time. Yeah. Maybe that's, it's true that in Gen Z, mm-hmm. millennials, mm-hmm before millennials maybe but especially probably between millennials and gen z there is a certain gap also because of many obvious factors and also none like you said politically there's a certain disenfranchisement of young people but also sometimes to even though action has happened on social media there's also i think a certain over reliance also sometimes young people don't like to hear this they get very defensive about this but i think that understanding how to organize but you can also blame young people because sometimes people think that it's, a, it's safer to do it online to be in person right the an, an anonymity of it feeling you know yeah safety wise you know there's also that but i think also is the times you know each time and the things the demons we have to deal mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and so we there's an acknowledgement that there's a gap and so there is different attempts. But like I said, some of these women are octogenarians now. Some are in their 70s. So they spent decades. And also, the, I think the youngest person who was in that film, who was Professor George Chiketa, is over 16. I think she's yeah. 60 or 61 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to hold brief for them, but there will be certain struggles. So yeah. the honors to some people like us, you know, mm-hmm who are a few years ahead of millennials and Gen Zs. Sure. Well, am I a millennial? I don't know. <laughs> no. to, to try to, to also work to close the gap. But I keep telling people that this film is one way 
of making that entry of the closing yes. of the gap. Yes, yes. Because yeah. if information is not available and accessible to young people, there's nothing for them to hold on it's to. True. It's and true. Not, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, we've lived in a world where, like I said, women's stories have been written out of history mm-hmm. or intentionally on whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And so people don't have stories. Yeah, no access. Mm-hmm. People don't have access. People don't have information. And so if this film and also the, the transcripts of the, the, the hours of interviews we have are made available... Um, now the film is open access. Oh, good. People will be able to learn and hear and see what has been done so that there wouldn't be certain reinventions of wills. Mm-hmm. People will not feel that others have not done anything because work has been done, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm hoping that as the knowledge gap is closed or closest, we can engage more. And also I think that... When it comes to organizing and activism, it's like how life is, um, things happen, then there's a rapture, then there's a coming together again. Sure, you yeah, know? it's like so a wave. I think there'll be another slowly coming together because um, the world is also getting into a place that we can't seem to yeah, we're, we're, have words for yet. Yes, we're, <laughs> en- we're, we're entering crisis. <laughs> Let's just put it that oh, way. Oh, we're in a crisis. Yes, sure. we're in crisis, yeah. <laughs> so we hope that... Young people don't fall into the trap that young people fall into when people feel that we are the ones to start it. What has been done, nothing has been done. Whatever has been done has been done in a certain way. So we have to, you know? Yeah. So that there's an appreciation of a building on. Right. But it's a very difficult question to answer in one line. Sure. Yeah. You know? But I think that... In recent times, you also find young women also coming up with different voices, but also trying to find their space in the in all forms of the activism that activism that exists. And so slowly, maybe as they get a bit from what has been left off, mm-hmm. they can pull others along. It's um, it's a tricky one. It it really is. I mean, in making history is is not so straightforward, right? So has never been. It's never been. And so I really think and, of course, value the education that I myself got from, you know, deep, digging deep into the stories of these women in the movement and how a lot of the activities and actions that they took had extremely broad implications for the whole, the whole society. And so tell us where we can now find the film and a little bit more about the, the business of bringing that film to life. So it started as a, a study and then it became a film. So for those people who are in this, this industry looking to do these types of projects, how do they actually make it come to fruition? Collaboration. Huh? Mm-hmm. There's one thing I learned from, I think, it, being in the academic space, sometimes you go to conferences, um, but sometimes when you go to a conference that's like a thought. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. you, and, and the people are generous enough to teach you about networking. Uh-huh. It's such an important thing. Uh-huh. Unbelievably important. Because we're social beings. Very true. You know, and so as social beings, we will interact. We yeah. will... Whether you're suffering a depression or not, you know, the, the, there will be certain engagements and there are relationships you will lose. There are some you have to keep. There are some you have to work hard at keeping depending on the goal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. where you want to go. But collaborations don't just happen in a vacuum. You yeah. know, you build relationships, you work on it, you strengthen. Integrity is important. Honesty is important. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's how this whole project came about, out of collaboration. So 
there's another person involved in the project called Dr. Rosemary Sakutin, who is actually in the film, who is also uh, the director of Abantu, Ghana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Rosemary Sakutin has done a lot of grassroots organizing of women, a lot of it. And so she was the go-to person, you know, mm. to also find some of the women. But actually, she connected Professor Skinner and Professor Domakova because ah. she knew they all had this interest. Got it. Wanted to do this work, but, mm-hmm. you know... But at the same time, too, they are all connected as sure. friends and also in the academic in an academic space or in academia. So this kind of network, mm-hmm. so there's a, a, a connection, they grew the relationship, and then now they realized they could work together. Got it. Mm-hmm. And so the collaboration was between the University of Birmingham at the time. Professor Skinner oh, okay. was mm-hmm. a faculty of the University of Birmingham, mm-hmm. the University of Ghana, the Institute mm-hmm. of African Studies, where Professor Demarco is, mm-hmm. you know. And then they also got some money from the British British Academy. Okay. And then British Sustainable something, I forgot to say, for innovation or something. Sure. And so the France came in bits, you know, and also... When it came to the equipment, it was such that when the work was done to the T, some of the equipment, the equipment will be now donated to the Institute of African Studies uh, as well. So, okay, okay. There was so a this, lot of, right. But sometimes, these are the things you have to do to get the story told. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because nobody's going to come from Hollywood to tell this particular story. At all, yeah. <laughs> Documentary filmmaking is the most challenging <laughs> because it, it's a special interest to some degree. So, yeah, that's why I And even for the story question. being told, yeah. no person is going to put their commercial money in that. Right, right. You know, right. they must want to really want to tell it. Sure. And even that will come with strings. Exactly. And, and you change the story to meet their needs, that type of et thing. Et so So... Agreement had to become, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. things have to be agreed on, bags bent a bit, mm-hmm. uh, compromises. But that, it wasn't things that were going to kill us or also take away to our power or also disenfranchise us in, sure. in any way. Sure. So, yes, this, all of these things were agreed. Mm-hmm. And then we got to work mm-hmm. and, and started doing the research. So at the time, um, we had a postdoc research person on the project called Dr. Jovia Salifu, who did a fantastic job. Mm. He had such great human relations mm. mm-hmm. that he was able to find the women, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Good. And thankfully, when we, I mean, people have always asked, how was it like? And I said, for starters, these people, when it comes to the space of activism these are royalty you yeah, yeah you give caesar what is due caesar whatever they say so we went into spaces we acknowledged you know you were humble enough to want to listen yeah. you you conducted yourself well and mm-hmm. so you were allowed in more mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. you know plus they themselves also acknowledge that the stories must come out. Right. You know, not all of them will have the time and energy to write autobiographies mm-hmm. or get mm-hmm. people uh, mm-hmm. or biographies or whatever. So this is another way yeah. of writing them into history. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and also especially when it's coming from their mouth. So you can't mm-hmm. overly go and dismiss it. Right, exactly. You know, things like yeah. that. So yeah. all of this culminated into getting this done. But in working in this kind of space... It's tears and blood and heart. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, one, this is not a film where we will give to a distribution company. Right. Like <laughs> you said, it's open access now, so it's... And you're yeah. making any royalties yeah. off it. Yeah. But 
we come to the world and we need to fight for something. Yes. Mm-hmm. We cannot live here without making any impact, yeah, whatever yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And impact is made in different forms. Sure. So if this is how it's made, yeah, so of course we got paid, but it's not a forever payment, but it was still well paid for. Mm-hmm. And you know that in your in volunteering for the world, this is also a gift you give, mm-hmm. you know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah. But I think the most important thing to be able to understand really in this space is to understand the concept of collaboration. And sometimes, yes, in some of this, sometimes in these collaborations, people will try to cheat mm-hmm. and be, it's a human institution, mm-hmm. but you hope that, you know, but also that you become diligent. You, like I said, it's film, in the, in the area of film, you lose a bit, mm-hmm. but you learn mm-hmm. and become mm-hmm. more diligent. But one thing I think African filmmakers, especially Ghanaian filmmakers should understand is that where the world is heading, collaborations are the better way. Yes. Are the yes. better options we have than, you know, and in collaborations, you can access different kinds of right. funds, you know, the soft exactly. ones, the hard ones, yeah. you know, bits and pieces from here. But yeah, sometimes you want to do it by yourself, but, and also because people have been beaten many times. Yeah. But co- the collaboration, way, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and yeah, and we should cultivate good human relations mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and sometimes so we also must learn to let go when we have to that's true, that's but true. like I said learning to lose is part of the game sure but yeah I think I've said it a lot yeah. it's about collaboration yeah yeah nice so that's a great way to move into my mindset hack so we wanted to know what is your favorite or an innovative mindset hack now this is one that you practice one that you know of uh, one that you can imagine Mindset hack. I think one of, I think I have a couple, but mm, sure. that you forgive yourself for what you didn't know before. Okay. And yeah. now you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying forgive yourself because life is hard already. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't forgive yourself, you'll not be able to be kind to others. It's true. Which is very important. Mm-hmm. And because of the places we are born, or the societies we are born into and the things we live with, there's trauma already. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't forgive yourself, you, you carry... You're injuring more. yourself all the there's time. There's a lot more you'll be carrying and, and it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you will die alive, but mm-hmm. you're dead, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't talk a lot about mental health issues, but they're, 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 because they manifest differently and we don't know what they are. Sure. But also because we haven't been kind to ourselves. And I keep saying kind because it's also difficult to be kind to yourself. You know, it's not I, as easy as it sounds. It's not as easy, partially because we've come from a place where kindness is a commodity. So people have commoditized the kindness. So it's a barter, it's not nature. And so I, I noticed that quite a bit. Like just everyday driving, you know, everyone wants to get someplace. We're all getting to the same place. But even just allowing someone to merge in even allowing a pedestrian to walk by. We just haven't, we're estranged from, here in Ghana, and I think a lot of places, but particularly here, I think we we somehow- We have lost it. Yes. Once upon a time, it was better. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a lot of pretentious living. We we, we all think we are racing somewhere, there's somewhere Mm -hmm. to go, but really there isn't, Mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but also because we have lost 
touch with being kind to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So we carry all of this mm-hmm. on in mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I always my one of my hacks is forgive yourself, mm-hmm. so you can be able to be kind and forgive others, and also forgive yourself for what you don't know now, so that when you know what you didn't used to know, sorry, and then yeah. what you when you know now you do better. Yeah, yeah. I think that's lovely, and it's very gracious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've talked about you, who is the worker and the filmmaker, but I always like to ask a little <laughs> bit more about what you do when you're not working. And, you know, and I know a lot of creatives have a lot of food for thought in the, the question that I typically ask. So I ask if you're a reader, a watcher, or a listener, and what are some of your favorite reads, watches, or listens? I think I'm all. Okay. I'm a reader, I'm a watcher, I'm a listener. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot. Yes. And especially novels from Africa or the African diaspora. Love it. You know. um, Who are some of your favorite authors? Oh my God. (laughs) Or a book that you would love to share. One of my very favorite authors of all time is is it Paolo Coelho or Silo? Oh, okay. Yeah, Paolo. I don't know how to mention it. I've never bothered to actually go and listen to how the last name is mentioned. I've. My first encounter with him was in 2003 or four, uh-huh. and I've stuck with him yeah. since. Yeah. Of course, Chinwachibi. <laughs> yes. Um, of course, I love Amata Idu. Um, mm-hmm. I love Kofi Awono. Mm. Vyono has a short story title, Just to Buy Corn. So in the 60s, there used to be this literary journal, mm-hmm. sort of, called Ochiami. Ochiami. And it was oh. edited by Ifo Sutherland and Kwabe and Professor Nkitia and a couple yeah. of the, those, yeah, uh-huh. that generation. Uh-huh. And he has a short story just to buy corn and it's so moving. And uh, I liked Leila Bulela. Okay. She, I think she has Sudanese background. Of course I like Shimamanda. Yeah. I've loved everything she's written. I was, when I first read Purple Hibiscus, Mm-hmm. That's that's when most people fell in love. Yes, yeah. it made me. F- there really is not a correlation between people hibiscus and Jane Eyre, but for some reason I cried for the two ah. books, and that also reminds me of when I cried reading Khalid Hussein's Kite Runner. Oh yes, you mm-hmm. know. So I have a long list. <laughs> yes, but these are great. Yeah, you know. Okay. I have a long list. I I love. Um, Sula from and 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 beloved from Tony Morrison, Tony Morrison. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and you know I read beloved, I watched beloved before I read beloved. Uh huh. Yeah. Same. And all my encounters have been single encounters because beloved was so heavy. I've never been able to go back to watch it, but also mm. memorable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and one of also my very favorite already. I mean, I first I watched it before reading was *A Color Purple*. I mean, yeah. for a long time, it was one of my favorite films. Yeah, there's an anniversary this year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I saw something on Instagram. Yes. Oprah was like, "Oh, yes. look at all the purple." Yeah. 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 Yes. I like good music. I like. Okay. Um, I have a huge repertoire, mm-hmm. but I'm a huge reggae fan. Okay. I'm um, a huge Bob Marley fan. Mm-hmm. Then I like Joseph Hill uh, culture. Okay, culture. I like mm-hmm. Victor Baruch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, of course I like Ghanaian music, uh, Amachi Dede. Okay. I, I really love Amachi Dede. <laughs> and then I like old the old highlight music. Yes. You know I like opera music. <laughs> um, I, mean, I really love opera. You know it's the vibration that puts your mind in. I mean because the wave goes through you. So that's exactly what I love. What opera. I, yeah. I love 
Bocelli, I love Pavarotti, I love Zucchero, whether he's called Zucchero or something. Yeah. There's a man, a young, that's, of course, he's not young now, but when I first encountered him, he was Eros Ramazzotti or something. Uh-huh. I, but I just, I love music. If it's good music, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. All kinds of genre. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why club Anyway, I mean, so I could go on. I have a long sure. list. Okay. For radio, I really like to listen to the BBC. Okay. Especially mm-hmm. when they used to, I mean, when they had radio dramas, mm-hmm. especially African radio mm-hmm. dramas. Mm-hmm. And then also, I like the, the radio documentaries. Why I like them is that even though it's sound mm-hmm. and voices, you know, or text, whatever, there's a way in which they... If your imagination is fertile, it brings it to life. You can go yes. very far. And even yeah. if it's not, there's a way in which they are waking yeah. things inside yeah. you. Yeah. I think the sound design work in their documentaries are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so there's a, a podcast that's online, Twitter. For some strange reason, I've gone blank with their name, but I know that their logo has a red color, white and green inside. There's something radio, it's on Twitter. Mark ah. or something, yeah. I'll find it one way. I think okay. then. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. Um, I'm into many things. Of course, I have very little time. Right. So I do all of these things in between. But my sure. husband says that I'm a witch because <laughs> for all the bad things I carry, when I'm talking about something like ah, so when did you listen to this one? <laughs> ah, so when did you watch this one? So in between, I still time to yes to be abreast with yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I I love to listen. I love to watch. I yeah. love to yeah. yeah, all of that. I find it it's important to keep my creative spark right because it's all there's always inspiration in things and obviously sometimes I go into my own self and I sit in quiet but Hello, yeah. but but a lot of I listen a lot too so a lot of listening and, and I do a lot of audiobooks and things like that and so usually I'm reading a book and then also have an mm. audio an audio yeah solitude solitude to something yeah for me sometimes the the difficulty with me is that I'm slowly realizing that I have to moderate my solitude because mm. when I, because I really like being by my, I mm. really, yeah, it's a I have slope. a daughter, yeah. I have a husband, my mom lives with me, but I miss also being yeah. a single person. Yeah. Yeah. I can miss it so terribly. Yeah. But also for me, solitude, if I overstretch it, I start getting to the dark side, which is yeah. not, you know, yeah. I yeah. swear I shouldn't it's be It's good going. to be aware. So yeah. that balance is something I pray for that. You know that I should try and be on that path so, because I easily can, you know, sure. go to to the dark side and just not wanting to be with anybody, yeah. which is dangerous. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yes, but beyond that, but also, I think that I and and my I hope that I, I get to live this line in Desida, the poem Desiderata, that mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite poems. Mm-hmm. My a good friend of mine introduced it to me when we were in secondary school. I think we were about sixteen or fifteen at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in which that says that um, I think the ending that says that with all its pain and drudgery, it's still a beautiful life, and let's strive to be happy, Indeed. and that there will be bigger and lesser persons than yourself, something like that. So even in till today, once in a while, I go to Desiderata just when. Just the imposter syndrome or self-doubt <laughs> wants to read that, you know. Right. But yeah, so it's, um, it, it's, it's pain will be there. Yeah. But we'll, we'll still try to strive to be happy. Indeed. And that's why balance is 
a simple yet a difficult word because it's simple but its practice is difficult right. balance and those yeah. who have been able to achieve it i admire them greatly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're all working towards it <laughs> <laughs> i say this has been so lovely thank, thank you for you. being so generous with your time and coming out and we've we've called the rain spirits i'm, I'm sure you all you. can hear it now <laughs> But before we go, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? And please tell us where we can find you and where we can find the film. So I tweet at um, Tamaklo Asayi. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, I'm Asayi Tamaklo. Um, on Facebook, Asayi Tamaklo. You can find the film at www.whenwomenspeak.com. Um, the film is the questions about the film, where we screen, everything about the film is there. Some links to some of the transcripts are always there. And it's a very beautiful and engaging website, yes. so you won't be lost, you'll enjoy it. My final words is that where we come from, from the part of the world we come from, especially from our continent and this diaspora, for us, art is not for art's sake. Mm. Our art is functional. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that people should be didactic, you know, in their arts, but we, we just don't have the luxury to have absolute art for art's sake. So it's about finding the balance. Yeah. But, but also that there's this burden we carry as, as people of African descent or, Af- or African people that there's a certain story we should tell. Mm-hmm. We do not have to tell a certain story. You tell the story that speaks to your heart. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, of course representation matters, but there's a pressure. And I hope we all work towards not falling underneath that there's a certain yeah. story to be told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All stories have a place. All stories matter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's a great place to end. So, local citizens, that's going to do it for this episode. You can catch us Tuesdays with new episodes at glocalcitizenspod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can like, share, subscribe. Go to Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. You get the drift wherever you can find us. And please give us a review. It helps others find great content on the Internet. So until next time, bye for now.